Standard Care, the ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Michael Trujillo, your money matters. And it's been an interesting week, as given all things that have happened. And uh, Michael joins us every Saturday, roughly about 11.30, to talk about what's going on in the markets and what's happening overall. And as always, if you don't want to outlive your money, best way to go ahead and uh, do that is give Michael a call, uh, 856-1171. That's 856-1171. Uh, Michael, good morning here on this last week in February. And I'll tell you, here we are, almost uh, two months into 2022, and um, lots of stuff going on all around the world. So it's just, uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Work. Yeah, you're never going to survive unless you get a little crazy. It's getting crazy, but I feel like it's not crazy at all. I mean, what could be crazier than just shutting ourselves into our homes and coming out screaming, I don't know, Black Lives Matter or I'm going to wear a mask for another year. You know, like, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that anymore. But now we've got other problems, I suppose. And, uh, Mike, you've got a lot of uh, recommendations uh, for people for free. And the best thing you can do is go ahead and do a Social Security analysis, retirement analysis, a long-term insurance or a long-term care analysis. And all you have to do is pick up the phone and give Michael a call. He'll be happy to do it for you. 505-856-1171. Let's get started. Let's kick off the show. Well, absolutely, Eddie. In fact, um, one of the things that, uh, well, everybody's noticed it. I mean, the market has been whipsawing back and forth, and we've seen swings of 700 points in the positive and 800 points in the negative. And, I mean, the market's just all over the place. And, um, well, that's... Um, that's expected when you have volatility going on. And one of the things that uh, I will advise people is just make sure that um, if they have their 401ks and they're getting close to retirement, that they adjust those accordingly and don't stay in uh, areas where there's, um, where, you know, where there could be a lot of volatility and all of a sudden, uh, maybe if they adjusted it, they might only see a five or ten percent loss on their 401ks instead of maybe 20 or 30, because they may be a little bit too aggressive in their 401ks, and um, and and hopefully that by the time they they're they're ready to move the money, that there hasn't been too much damage to the 401ks, they can come over and talk to us here at Financial Solutions, and we can put them into the products where they have no downside and they can go ahead and expect and get a guaranteed form of income, sort of like a pension, because basically these products do act like pensions where the income will continue for the rest of their life. And if they have a spouse, we can have the income continue with a spouse. And then any monies that are left over can go to the children. And a lot of times, um, um, depending on what type of plans they're in and what type of qualified plans they have, uh, they may not be able to have that much flexibility in some of these retirement plans because they're just not built to be able to do the things that we can do with the types of products that we have to offer the people out there. But uh, I will say that um, um, one of the things that... Um, I never mention Eddie, but um, in this in this day and age, um, a lot of times one of the things that people overlook um, 
a lot, and I will say a lot because they just don't think about it. But if you're a family, uh, you have young children, you have a mortgage, and you have, um, well, there's just the the family requires on your income to continue to come in. And and, uh, what happens is a lot of these folks, they, they, they may take a little policy out at work if it's offered, or they they don't really think about getting life insurance uh, to help to help take care of the unexpected. And uh, during this time, uh, we've had, as we all know, we've had a lot of deaths with COVID, and and um, a lot of them have come. Uh, not I mean, a lot of them have been sick, or they've had other illnesses, and then COVID comes along, and it multiplies the the severity and then at that point they land up passing away and a lot of these folks um i'm sure a lot of them that have passed away did not have enough coverage and and um one of the things that you want to make sure whether you're in your 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s is that you have enough life insurance and when you get into your older years, you're looking to have enough life insurance and, and be able to have sort of like a final expense fund to be able to take care of any bills, any type of liabilities that you may have. And and you don't want to leave the family with any of those type of liabilities. We can use life insurance. We use life insurance for businesses. Uh, uh, to fund businesses in the event a partner dies, the other partner has enough money to buy the partner that died out uh, and be able to give the family a lump sum benefit. And, and then at that point, the, part, the other partner can continue with the business. So life insurance is used for many, many reasons. And life insurance has changed a bunch from the time that um, uh, our parents or, or our grandparents bought life insurance. And so I never really talk about it, but I wanted to make mention of it because life insurance is also one of the last things that can go income tax free um, to your heirs. And the other thing that I also want to make mention of is that um, um, starting in June, we're going to uh, be opening up the state and and um, marijuana will now be legal. There's still a lot of companies out there that um, uh, won't issue a policy uh, for people that um, that um, smoke marijuana. They, 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 they just won't do it. But I do have some companies that uh, will take uh, people that do smoke marijuana. And so at that point, um, if the need arises and people out there are looking to purchase life insurance, either buy it before you plan on starting to um, smoke marijuana, or if you have it for medical purposes or you are going to be smoking marijuana, I do have companies that will insure individuals depending on the amount of use and the frequency. So anyway, keep that in mind. And um, there's just lots of things that are happening. But one of the things that does not change is that as individuals, the one thing that it's basically 
a guarantee. In fact, the odds are that anybody that is 65 years old right now, and we could lower that age down to 60, it could even be in the 50s, but roughly 70% of us will eventually need some form of long-term care down the road, uh, especially depending um, on, on how your health is. So the worse your health is, the greater your chances are of going into a long-term care situation. And the one thing that people definitely, and I know this for a fact because I see the numbers, the one thing they're not ready for is having the ability or the money to be able to take care of these medical expenses. Because let me just state that Medicare or Medicare does not take care of any long-term care services. Now, if you can qualify for Medicaid and then basically you have to be destitute to qualify for Medicaid, then at that point it will. Now, the problem is, is, is depending on the state you're in, depending on what kind of Medicaid services they provide, and how many people uh, will be uh, using Medicaid uh, is going to determine a lot of times the avail availability that may be open uh, for people on Medicaid to be able to have a bed that will be available for them to be able to take care of them when it comes time for you to be taken care of. So there's a good possibility that you could qualify for Medicaid, but there may not be a bed, let's say, here in Albuquerque, and maybe there might be one available in Santa Fe. Uh, you might have to take that, and then you can't get uh, taken care of in the areas. That, what the point I'm making is that you may not be able to be taken care of in the areas that you live in, depending on the demand and the availability of services. So... So, and there's a, I mean, Medicaid, I don't even want to get into it here. There, there's a lot of stuff on Medicaid that um, it, we could probably talk on the show and on the radio for hours uh, just on that subject and also on Medicare. And the government, again, uh, is in charge of that. So depending if they want to make changes, I know the Medicare system is going to have to, they're going to definitely have to make some adjustments to it because I do not know uh, how they're going to be able to continue to afford the care, especially with the way they're uh, using the system. And um, they're actually putting a strain on it by the way they're using it. I don't want to get into it on a political side here, but it's not, you know, they're going to need to actually do some stuff to Medicare. And this is the way they're going to have to do some stuff to Social Security. Uh, and so these are those are two government programs that are going to have to be looked at and looked at to see how they can make them better. Because in all reality, without Medicare and without Medicaid and without Social Security, I do not know how some people will be able to pay for the expenses that will come down the road. In fact, when you take a look 
that a private room in a nursing home is running over a route. Well, it's actually about one hundred five thousand dollars. Uh, a semi-private is around ninety. And if you're looking for a home health aid, it's about fifty-two thousand. A homemaker for homemaker services, you're paying about fifty-one thousand. And for assisted living, you're probably paying about sixty-five to seventy, maybe even as much as eighty thousand, depending on what part of the country you're in. So when you take a look at these expenses, and you also take a look at uh, the lifetime that people have to uh, provide monies to be able to take care of themselves. If you're 65, you're probably, and you're healthy, you're probably going to live into your 80s. So even if we looked at 85, you're looking at 20 years. If you live till 90, you're looking for 25 years. So when I take a look and I create these blueprints for folks, when they call us and give us a call to come in and uh, analyze their situation, we take a look at the whole program. We take a look at everything. We take a look at uh, what you have in life insurance, maybe what you have uh, in, in long-term care plans if you happen to have purchased one. We take a look at um, monies that you may have in CDs, monies that you may have uh, uh, invested in land, property, whatever it may be. We take a look at the whole thing and we try to figure out exactly how we can leverage that money. We see what you have in 401ks, thrift savings plans, and any type of qualified plan out there. It could be a 412b3 defined benefit. It could be a 403b, uh, 401k, SAPs. It could be safe harbor plans. It could be all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff out there. So anyway, uh, whatever it is that you have in a qualified plan, you want to make sure that you give us a call because we can show you how you can leverage monies in a qualified plan to actually be able to take care of uh, nursing home and uh, assisted living or if if or home health care. Uh, give you a good example here of, of an example of, of one that I'm thinking about. Um, we'll take a look at this 67 year old male and um, He's got $450,000 in a 401k, and basically, he also has a pension from his work, and that pension plus his Social Security is uh, giving him enough money right now to where he really doesn't need this uh, 401k in order to draw the money out of it. But what he does want to do is he wants to protect it from it any market decline, uh, because as we saw in 2008 and 2009, and we've seen it in other times in history, we've seen how it affects these 401ks. And when there's volatility involved and all of a sudden the market crashes or it has a correction, it affects the balances in these 401ks. So this individual wants to protect this 450000 and wants to make sure that um, that you know it's 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 protected from any type of volatility, and he's done well on the accumulation side. He's accumulated four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now he wants to start concentrating on what we refer to as the decumulation. So the decumulation is very very important because how you decumulate or how you start deriving income 
from these plans is extremely important. And, and, and the reason why is because there's lots of varieties out there that people can use. I mean, you could keep it in a brokerage account. If you keep it in a brokerage account, um, and it's a 401k account, but it's in a brokerage account, basically at that point, uh, you still have the same type of volatility. And, and, and if you do not have plenty of assets to be able to uh, sustain or sustain yourself in the event of market declines, uh, then you really have to start taking a look at these safe money products. And not all safe money products, again, are created equal. Uh, not everything out there is fantastic and not everything is great. And, and you really do have to know, uh, well, you have to have the ability to be able to shop and take a look and see uh, which are the best out there. And that's one advantage that you have when you come and you work with me because I do not just deal with one company. And that's the only thing I'm going to show you is just one company. I am not captive. Uh, I, I do broker and I have, um, well, I have about 500 different companies to my disposal. So when you take a look at how many companies I can look at, I know for a fact that you as an individual out there, one doesn't have the access to all these companies and it would take you years to try to go through all four or 500 of them. But I can do that for you because of computers, technology, and the ability to just be able to take a look at this stuff. But I'll give you an example here of the 67-year-old that I was talking about. And with $450,000, and yeah, he could leave that money in that 401k. He could leave it open to volatility. And that $450,000 and in one year or even a few months, if the volatility is correct, could go down 30%. And if it went down 30%, uh, he'd be losing roughly um, right around $135,000 off of that 450. So, and I won't say losing because I'll use the terminology that brokers and everybody else tells you, well, it's just on paper. If you give it time, it'll bounce back. And yes, it will. The, 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 chance, the chances of it coming back are there. The thing you have to ask yourself when you start getting to be age 60, 61, 67, 59 and a half, 70, is how much time do you have for it to come back? And if there was a 30% decline, as, as I just mentioned on this 450, uh, which would uh, take, take away $135,000 from that 450, uh, that 30% decline would require a 43% increase in the market for you to make yourself whole, for you to be back to even. And, and if you're planning on using this money, and start drawing on it because it's, since it's a qualified plan, uh, you will have to start taking RMDs out of it at least by the time you reach age 72. So that being said, now you have to ask yourself, okay, uh, do I want to leave it in a, in, in a volatile uh, 
just leave it here where I have it in this 401k? Do I want to transfer it to a brokerage account and 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 have it managed there? Or do I want to go into some safe money products to where I don't have to worry about the downside? Now, let me just give you some numbers here. And the numbers on $450,000. And let's say this gentleman wanted to start drawing it at age 72, which is five years down the road. Uh, at that point, he would be able to draw roughly 30, about $35,000 of annual income guaranteed for the rest of his life like a pension. And roughly that equates out to about 7.7% draw off of that money to be able to give him that 35,000 off the initial investment of 450. He's basically drawing about 7.7% for the rest of his life off of that account. Now, the other thing that he's done in the meantime during those five years, which is something that a regular 401k doesn't have, and neither if you moved it over to a brokerage account, they couldn't offer you this. But the program I'm looking at here, during those five years, he's also built up an account that'll provide about 80, well, it's $87,975, so I'll just round it up to 88000 So he's developed about an $88,000 account for nursing home for five years. So now he's, and if you take 88000 by five years, that's, you know, roughly uh, almost 450000 So he's leveraged his 401k now an additional 450000 to take care of nursing home. And if for some reason he doesn't go into a nursing home and he goes into an assisted living facility, uh, this account would have roughly $61,583. I'll run, round it up or down, whichever way you want to go, either to $61,000 or $62,000. But since it's greater than $583, we'll round up to $62,000. So roughly he'll have about $62,000 there, either for... Uh, home health care or an assisted living facility. Again, something that a regular 401k, thrift savings plan, or any type of uh, retirement plan would not have. But if you came and you talked with me, I can definitely figure something like this out um, to be able to take care of other things other than providing an income. And let's just assume that by the fifth year, this individual at age 72 didn't get a chance to um, either take one payment of the income of 35000 or didn't get an opportunity to dip into uh, the nursing home benefit or the home health care benefit and died uh, at age 72. Well, that 450000 would now turn into 652000 for his heirs, whether that be his wife, whether it be his children, uh, whatever it may be. So now we've taken care of another situation, heirs and family and transfer of wealth. So, and 
regardless of what the market conditions were, if uh, they were down, that 652 is going to be paid to that family no matter what. That's uh, stated in the contract. So just the same thing like the income. If he, let's say he started drawing at age 72 and he lived till age 92, um, or let's just say he was still living at 92, that $35,190 would be paid guaranteed from age 72 to age 92. So at that point, if he were to have lived uh, 20 years at it from 72 to 92, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, what if you want to see how much income that was, he would have derived about $700,000 worth of income. And then at that point, at age 92, if he goes into the nursing home, he's got the 88000 So now you do the 88000 uh, times the five years. So now 440 plus the 700. Uh, now he's leveraged that 450 to $1,140,000. And it would be a little bit less uh, if he used the assisted living facility or the home health care. Um, so what I'm trying to tell you is there's because unless or unless you've got uh, a product or something that's going to be able to guarantee you let's say the 35,000 a year out there off of the 450 and let's say you have an additional fund out there uh, for another $440,000 for nursing home uh, or let's even uh, take a look at um, uh, 300,000 for assisted living and, and, um, home health care, you might as well do something to be able to leverage your money, be able to take care of these different scenarios in the event that it does happen. And at that point, have some peace of mind knowing that you'll have an income coming in year in, year out, for $35,000 from this uh, 401k. You'll be able to know that you have a fund set aside in the event you go into a nursing home that'll pay at least $88,000 a year for five years. Or you can have a fund set aside that'll pay a little over $300,000 for either assisted living or your home health care for five years. And and and, and let's, just, let's just assume that all of a sudden you collected this money from 72 to age 92, which gave you, that would be about $700,000 worth of income. Let's say you went into an assisted living facility or home health care, and you received that $62,000 for five years, which is a little over 300,000. And let's assume that at the end, of those five years, now you're 97. And now you've exhausted the assisted living amount of money. Well, because that income that you were receiving of $35,000 was guaranteed for your whole life, if you're still living at age 97 
and you have no other monies coming in, that income of $35,000 that was given to you for 20 years will all of a sudden restart and be paid out again. So until the day that you pass away. So when you take a look at all the ins and outs on some of these products, and I'm only looking at one here. I'm not saying that that's the one you have to go with. Um, but when you come and we sit down and talk, and it all starts with you taking the first step, which is making the call, giving us a call. You you know, if, if, if you happen to get um, my secretary and I'm on the phone, have her patch you through to um, my voicemail and leave me a message. Tell me who you are. Leave me your number and tell me what it is that you're looking for. And I will call you back. If you happen to call over the weekend here to this weekend after the show, uh, do the same thing and I'll call you on Monday. Um, and, and, and just, you know, be clear when you leave the message, your name, your phone number and, uh, what it is that you're you're looking at, and uh, I will give you a buzz. And and the thing is, is that, that easy? Yep, it's that easy, Eddie. I mean, seriously. I mean, and and what we'll do is we'll visit over the phone. I'll ask a few questions, see exactly where we can go with this, and then uh, I can then, based on the information you give me, I can start you know preparing a blueprint for you. And then we can meet at the office and we can go over all this stuff and and then see if it's something that uh, fits your scenario and if it's uh, something that uh, appeals to you and uh, appeals to your spouse if you're married or, you know, even if you wanted to bring your children to to the appointment, go ahead. Uh, But anyway, all I'm saying is the first step is based on you making that call and you can reach us at 505 856-1171. 856-1171. That's 505-856-1171. Best way to support this radio station, support those people who support your listening right here in the Kiva. Michael's been doing it for eight years. One more time with that phone number, 505-856-1171. That's 856-1171. See you same time, same place next week right here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you.